I'm Jeff. I'm Jason. It's the hour. And on today's chilly episode... Florida Man invents robot to insert and remove contact lenses. Wait, this just in. Florida Man blinded by contact-wielding robot. Gun companies looking for a different kind of bump stock after bloodbath on Wall Street. Pigeon message found over a century later. The message reads, feed me more bread. Fly this way and you won't even be able to smell your own farts. Physicists 3D print a 15 micrometer long USS Voyager. I can't wait until Captain Janeway decides to murder an even smaller Tuvix. Mm. And three orcas have been attacking ships in the Atlantic. Well, to be fair, they're not called cuddle whales. When reached for a comment, they said dolphin noise, <laughs> which which Google Translate says means wear a fucking mask, idiot humans. <laughs> well, they're probably just trying to free Willy. And in related news, Harvey Weinstein has a new cellmate. Ooh, wrong Willy. <laughs> it's a it's a little gang of orca whales. It's cute, <laughs> I think. Well, do you think, do you no, think orcas are cute? Yeah, I think they're generally cute. But if I saw three orca whales coming toward me snapping, and I was like, oh, that's a gang. <laughs> no good. How, how do they snap when with the fins? I don't get it. Yeah, they're they're fin thumbs. Oh, oh, it's like <laughs> it's like when you know when they're um when they're in captivity, their dorsal fin folds over. Mm. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. They just they use that. They use that folded oh, over dorsal. Maybe it's just a polydactyl uh, orca whale. <laughs> you ever seen like uh you know the whale fins like the um an X ray or like the bones of a whale? Uh, I have never seen a whale fin X-ray. They've no. got little little hands in there. Oh, do they? Yeah. Did you ever see that comic of the uh, X-ray of the hamburger helper man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Ooh, terrifying. <laughs> it's Halloween episode shit. <laughs> so, how's your week, Jason? Uh pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Well, since our last recording, Biden has officially won the election. Oh fuck. I- I have finished all my house projects. Oh, really? Wait, all of them? All, all of them. We got some, you know, some minor things to like finish up, like you know, put the mirror back up. We're gonna change out a light fixture once we can get to it, uh, but nothing that will take, you know, hours and hours. Just some little things here and there. Little touch-ups, yeah. And as of yesterday, my school has decided to go to virtual learning, uh, not because they thought it was dangerous, but because so many teachers in our school are quarantined that we can't keep the school running. Oof. So, either way, I'm at home now, so, (laughs) and I don't have to go anywhere for at least three more weeks, though I expect longer. And your kid's school is all virtual now too, right? Which she was doing anyway. She was doing anyway. They had gone back in person uh, as of like two weeks ago or something like that. Apparently there was a huge outbreak at the middle school in the district, and so they decided to... uh, Go back to virtual. Incidentally, the building my daughter would have been in did have a case uh, in that building. So, oh well, we felt ve- we feel very good about our choices. Yep, as as do I. My <laughs> daughter is well. I feel good about your choices too. <laughs> my daughter's also virtual. So, mm-hmm. uh, have you? I I need to know. Have you painted behind the new light fixture in the kitchen? Okay, no, we have not. Okay. 
uh, because I still do need to like smooth out some of the patch that I had to do because uh, there was big stupid holes when they put it in. They didn't yeah. do a good job because they're like, ah, well, it'll cover. You know, no one will see the hole until you take the big stupid thing down and you have to paint over it. Right. So I have not done that. But again, that's just a little minor quick grab the paint, just brush, brush, brush. All done. Yeah, in my old house, the, the those are the kinds of things that never got done. Like, so I remember moving into our first house uh, when that that we like that my family owned mm-hmm. when I was like you know eleventh grade or somewhere around there, and you you were in that house. You, you lived there for a little while. You know, yeah. we had the the when you walked into the foyer, there was like the really tall ceiling above the staircase. Yeah, yeah. And so when we moved in, the house was painted because it was just you know white basically but we didn't have a ladder or anything to get up right around the the edge there above the the staircase mm-hmm. and it remained unpainted for literally like a decade <laughs> but then it finally got painted right uh yes i i eventually painted it um when we were living there probably i don't know 2005 or something like that yeah. huh so that was an inter- was, interesting house. It was like a bi-level, but not really a bi-level. Yeah, it was like a... Yeah, it's... I hate those kind of houses. Bi-levels like, are so dumb. Who, what idiot? Like... The only kind of bi... Well, I like a tri-level, right? Tri-levels I, I can deal with. My where, grandma has a tri-level, technically. Right, where you go in and, like, the main floor is, like, on the yeah. same level as, yeah. like, the ground, right, essentially. Yeah. And then you can go up or down. Right. I hate having to go up or down immediately when you enter a yes. house. That's what I'm like saying. Like, you're carrying all these groceries and you have to schlep Ugh. them up the stairs. Like, ridiculous. Who go likes to yourself. schlep? Nobody likes to schlep. Schlepping is bad. I would totally... Schlepping. So, you know, my living situation is completely open, like, after February. I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Wherever I live, it's not going to have steps. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be a bi-level. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so is, is that it is that all you have for the week i mean the level of stress reduction from those three things is amazing huge for the first time in weeks i don't have like you know pressing weight on my chest yeah but what if trump doesn't leave office he has no choice yeah but okay but like what if on january 20th if he does not leave he is no longer the president and the secret service will remove him yeah that's right so the <laughs> um Gosh, what was I reading? Someone was like, oh, the presidency is not like, what if he doesn't leave the White House? It doesn't matter. He can stay in the White House and still not be president. (laughs) Yep. I I think I was listening to NPR and someone was making the point that the man does not leave the presidency. The presidency leaves the man. Right. When referring to Trump, obviously, hopefully it'll also someday leave the woman. Uh, The presidency leaves you. You don't leave the presidency. Right. On January 20th, regardless of what you think, it moves. He gone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, what a little. My favorite thing last, you know, a week ago today, everyone was out like cheering once they officially projected it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like they're out in front of the White House and he's coming back from, you know, a golfing trip and sees all these people celebrating that he's gone and they're flipping him off. And I was like, <laughs> fucker. <laughs> look there's two photos that i've seen there's one where he's like in his limo mm-hmm. and there's one where he's like walking he's just like mm-hmm. he's got the got like the sad clown face <laughs> yes, exactly that's exactly what it is it's a sad clown face yeah 
doing a sad clown rendition of uh, YMCA. <laughs> Jacking off imaginary ghosts. <laughs> oh, that terrible dance. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's so nice that, I mean, he's not gone yet, and he's still out there saying stupid things, but I don't really have to care what he says anymore. Like, That's... he did a press conference last week, mm-hmm. or last night, rather, and said that, you know, when the vaccine rolls out, he's not going to send any to New York because he hates Cuomo or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> by the time the vaccine rolls out, you will be gone, sir. That's true. That is true. He, he kind of, um because I was listening to NPR, too, and he kind of slipped up. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's, I, gosh, I forget what he exactly said. He, Do you remember? He almost said the next administration. Yeah. And then realized, oh, I can't say that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would give away the fact that I realize that I'm I've lost. And... I know I've lost, and it's I'm I'm putting on a show for everybody. <laughs> that's I, I. Someone was saying that that's what he was saying is like he knows that he lost, but he has to put on a show because his uh, his followers expect him to fight. Well, it's yeah, like, if he's gonna win like, in 2024, he's gonna need that. <laughs> he's not well, going away, bro, unless he dies. Well, I mean, we don't know how long immunity to COVID lasts. (laughs) He might get it again. (laughs) Or or possibly for real. Oh, that yeah, that's true. Although he was in the hospital, though. You think that was all for (laughs) show? I think probably not. But I feel like there's enough of a chance that it's not zero. (laughs) Yeah, there's a non-zero chance. Yeah. Yes, there's a non-zero chance. It was all just for show. (laughs) Right. Because everyone had to sign a non-disclosure agreement to not talk about his health. And he was only there for a couple days, and then he went home. Yeah. Though, I would say the evidence for the fact that, you know, something like 120 Secret Service agents have COVID. Right. Possibly it was real. So. Well, and there's the other thing I where. There's more evidence that it's real than not. There's that video of him gasping for air, whatever people said. And like, sure, that's, yeah. and he was gasping for air, obviously, but that might just been because he's just in such horrible shape. He had to walk up a single flight of stairs. I've had to walk up a single flight of stairs and been out of breath as fuck. So. (laughs) Oh, man. So how was your week? Um, Let me ask you something. Do you like oatmeal? Uh, I actually do like oatmeal. Depending. I don't like it too mushy. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I I put a little less water in, so it's a little more dry. But yes, I, I do like oatmeal. So like a lumpy oatmeal kind of thing? I mean, it's not too lumpy, so I get the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but they also put a little bit of flaxseed in with it. Oh, oh, and that's a good got, idea. They've got, uh, the one I like, there's a cinnamon sugar, or not cinnamon sugar, a cinnamon something one that's pretty good. And they also make a blueberry one with like little dry blueberries in it. Oh, we're not talking Quaker here. We're talking. No, no. And, and they come in like individually little packets so that you can just dump it in a bowl and go. I tried this week. I tried mm-hmm. savory oats. Savory oats. Savory oats. Here's but what like, I did. Like oats. It's oatmeal, right? You uh-huh. make oatmeal like plain, right? So I've got the. But instead of water, you use beef stock. You could do that. Actually, I didn't think about that. Um, but for this, I used water, right, and just made uh-huh. the oats, uh-huh. and then I put sure. some salt in there and some Parmesan cheese. Oh, interesting. And some hot sauce, and then uh, two poached eggs. You ever poached an egg? I've never poached it. That's basically like you break it into boiling water, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay. but you, it's it's hard to get it right because like you have to, because otherwise it just becomes egg drop egg, egg drop soup. <laughs> so it's hard to get. You have to like twirl the water around and drop the egg right in the middle so it gets caught in like the little whirlpool and stuff. And anyway, 
couple of poached eggs on top, some everything bagel seasoning. Mm, Life changing. It's so so good, and it's it's super filling, and it's only like four hundred fifty calories. It's amazing. Part of me also says maybe a little bit of sausage in with it. Oh, I'm sure some sausage would be great in there, and you beef stock. That's a great idea, or chicken stock. <laughs> I was just making a joke. I, I don't know if that would be very good. Oh no, sausage would be good in there. Are you kidding me? Sausage? No, no, no. Sausage would be good. The beef stock. Thing. Oh, the beef stock. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'll try it. I'll report back. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. Maybe chicken stock with the eggs. Mm. Unless I feel I, like chicken stock might be grosser than beef stock. You think so? Unless I got I some know, cow eggs. Some cow eggs. <laughs> <laughs> and what that is, <laughs> it's just the uh, the the calf, you know, but it's got its amniotic sac still. Uh-oh. I thought that's what they were doing when you see the the vets with their arm all the way up a cow's ass. I thought they were just harvesting the cow eggs. <laughs> They're just way up in that fallopian tube. <laughs> They're just all up in there. <laughs> uh, well, if you've ever seen a cow's fallopian tube, you can s- send it's us... the size of a human esophagus. Is that right? I don't know. I'm just making things up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make jokes here, Jeff. I would have believed you. <laughs> I'm a very credible source. <laughs> Or if you have ever seen a human's esophagus, uh, you can <laughs> send comments or suggestions via email at thehourpod at gmail.com. Or you can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thehourpod. Why did we say www? I, I shouldn't have said that. What am I, like 80? Uh, no, if you were 80, there would only be two W's. <laughs> the www.facebook slash thehour.com. Exactly. Okay. Slash pod. <laughs> or tweet us at thehourpod. Indeed. And don't follow Jeff on Instagram because he doesn't do shit anymore. I don't do shit anymore. I, what am I going to do? You should, you should do your savory oatmeal. I mean, I should. You're right. Be a good cooking, I've never seen a good poached egg, so cooked. Well, I don't say that I do it well. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you still won't if you watch my Instagram. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, I think you should do it. It would be... You know, something to see. You know, I've got an, a little. I got some extra time in my hands these days, so maybe I will. Maybe I will. I ain't Indeed. doing shit today except for this. Well, you should make yourself some uh, savory oatmeal and poached eggs. I've already done it. I don't know if so, I can do it twice in a day. So when you poach the eggs, is the is like the center bit runny? Is that how the poached egg goes? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got a runny. It's it's like mm, it's mi- like fried eggs, but but boiled. It's like over medium. So I don't eat fried eggs. And why is that? Because they're runny. I just yolk? don't. I don't like them. They, they, I, so I can see that they don't really taste all that good. No, and to me. So it's just not scrambled. Not is it? Yeah, scrambled is it? Love some scrambled eggs. Yeah, but I wonder if the if poaching an egg would get rid of that. Like, do you eat hard boiled eggs? I don't eat hard boiled eggs. Okay. I do not. But uh, I do like the. Uh, it's the yolk of the hard boiled egg I don't like because it gets like, you know, dry and powdery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just the texture of it I don't care for. The whites I enjoy fine. Soft-boiled egg? Have you had, had those? Incidentally, Trump likes uh, the whites also. Yes, he prefers the whites over the... He does. <laughs> <laughs> over the, the dry, crumbly core of the yolk. <laughs> Look, the yolk represents urban centers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, urban centers is what defeated you, bro. 
<laughs> Huzzah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and also a bad-mouthing dead senators from almost every state that flipped for him <laughs> has a dead senator that he bad-mouthed after they died. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Let's see all the places that he made fun of and called shitholes, plus <laughs> yeah. all the states where he bad-mouthed senators who, by many accounts, were considered decent uh, people. Yeah. What a, what a shame. It seems that if you're an asshole, uh, people don't necessarily like you. The thing is, though, and here, uh, here's, my, here's my take on, on the state of America— these people aren't going away just because Biden got elected doesn't mean these guys can go back to no, are going to go back they to might being not like be non-racists. They might not be as enthusiastic about the support. So that's true. So maybe they'll like be closet racist again instead of like you know yeah. taking to the streets or whatever, and just complain that nobody lets them say their racist things anymore and right. pout about it. But more people voted for Trump this time than voted for him last time. This is true and disgusting. It disgusting, and and the Biden supporters, or the, or the non-Trump supporters, had to come out in mm-hmm. force, which I'm uh-huh. very glad we did. Um, but we're gonna have a tough time of it. I don't know. I feel that some people just won't channel anyone the way that he does. They like you have these yeah. you have these idiots like you know Ted Cruz and you know other morons out there trying to be the leader of the Trumpers, but they're politicians and Trump wasn't. And so they're not going to capture it the same way because he got to be like, Oh, I'm an outsider. Okay. I'm better than them. And they're like, you know, trying to channel that, but they, they're phony. Whereas yeah, but- Trump was just a big giant asshole. And America was like, all right, well, we'll experiment with butt stuff for a little bit. <laughs> and then they're like, you know, didn't like that. Nope, didn't like that at all. Yeah. Let's go back to missionary. <laughs> as soon as you slipped what in a America? digit, I was like, no thanks. I'm out. <laughs> Wrestling for the heart and soul of uh, America. <laughs> was that, I don't was have that a good Biden yet. Oh. I don't have a good Biden yet. Oh, okay. So uh, my th- oh, so my Biden impression comes from that commercial that he did that I saw a million times, like on it was on YouTube, it played every um, he'd said manufacturing instead of manufacturing. 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 And, oh, Mine always slips into like a bush. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. Or like a half bush, half Clinton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a hard tough. one to do. Yeah. Well, we need to wait for the comedians to come out with their impressions so that we can just do we'll an just impression copy that. of that impression. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Look, I don't know what you're talking about. Mine is totally original. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alec I prefer people who are not bald and lose. So no bald wins. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I want hair loses. <laughs> so um, the issue with Joe Biden is, I mean, I think people could do an impression of him, but he doesn't have like an impressionable voice necessarily. There's nothing that stand out. Like a lot of impressions are kind of caricatures of the things that stand out. And he doesn't really have anything. He's just very. He's very bland, which is, he, is He's okay. like a boiled egg white. <laughs> doesn't stand out not not bad <laughs> more healthy than the yellow orangish part yeah i mean it's not like you won't eat it but you know <laughs> anyway all right I, I mean i guess if it's only an egg white if it's only an egg white omelet uh all right fine i mean no sorry the next egg white omelet no i mean ah fuck 
So Trump likes only egg whites, but then Biden is an egg white. So then Trump doesn't like Biden. So he doesn't like egg whites. Oh, no. He's stuck into like a, a loop. He just got blinked at by uh, the Empress from uh, the Terran Empire. Oh, <laughs> solid. <laughs> deep, deep cut joke on that one. Solid reference. Uh, uh, so, so have um, has anyone tried to fry an egg? Not like fry, deep fry an egg? Deep fry an egg? Yeah. You know, I, I <laughs> would that be very disastrous? Like, you know, when you put water into a deep fryer and it makes very bad sounds? Yeah, and it explodes. Like, like just droplets, just droplets. But like, if you put like, that much liquid liquid though i guess like you know batter can be liquidy like corn dogs batter has egg in it right mm. i um, feel like that's something you'd have to try outside <laughs> outside like with a heat suit on or something indeed indeed yeah <laughs> one of those big long like claw things that you just like drop it and then run <laughs> is this beginning is the beginning of our show uh being like one of those like youtube channels that like the slow mo guys, you know, that are just trying to do things <laughs> yes. bigger and better all the time. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of older and worse, <laughs> in episode 101, Flavor Town, oh. we discussed a private art collector in Valencia, Spain, who paid a furniture restorer to have a picture of the Immaculate Conception cleaned, but it was left unrecognizable, uh, leading conservation experts in Spain to call for tightening of laws covering restorations. I remember this. Well, they didn't tighten them fast enough uh, because a sculpture in Palencia, not Valencia, Palencia, uh, has gone viral after a botched restoration. Palencia sounds like if someone was going to make a parody town of Valencia. <laughs> Look, it's called Palencia, okay? <laughs> Another botched restoration. Uh, yeah, so the statue's restoration efforts by an unknown person. They're left always the one... unknown. They never name the person. <laughs> well, actually, no. Like in the Monkey Jesus one, they knew. Like, there's the, we know who the lady was. Really? Uh, and in this one, I don't remember if they told us who it was, but like this person knows who he hired. Mm -hmm. uh, but it left the once detailed face. So it was a sculpture on a building. Uh, left the once detailed face with heads, eyes, and nose and mouth turned into an inconceivably disfigured human-like thing oh so it looks like uh, me now <laughs> a little bit a little bit uh the sculpture which was part of an ornate facade of an office building went viral after a local artist named antonio capel posted the image on facebook when a florist tipped him off to the botched restoration he's like you see that thing up there uh, i've already posted a link on facebook so you can go on facebook and see uh i believe the link also shows some of the other botched restorations that we were talking about such as the monkey jesus and the uh the the sculptor that got painted to make it look like a playmobile night <laughs> yeah the thing about these it. restorations is when people do a good job at it it's like holy shit that's good mm -hmm. like there was a, a how it's made episode where the guy was uh restoring um like a plaster like a Mary statue or whatever uh -huh, uh -huh. and it's just incredible the work this guy does I'm like no there's no way he's gonna like all oh, that crack it like on the eye no there's no way he's re oh he did it he did it though back and, uh and then the narrator is so calm about it and mm -hmm. how it's made he's like and then the artist re restructures the nose it's like oh my god he just redid the <laughs> nose um when we we did a tour of the capitol building back well, i don't know like 2006 or something uh the, and, in dc yeah in dc 
And when we were inside, they were doing restoration work on some of the paint. And they were talking about, I think, like soot and stuff from the oil lamps that used to be in the Capitol or, you know, something like that uh, had darkened a lot of the paint. And so it looked kind of like smokers had been living in the Capitol for, you know, 150 years, which, you know, probably that also. And so, like, you could see, like, where they were restoring, like, a very clear line before between what had been restored and what hadn't. And it was like an orangey yellow, like Trump face orangey. And then underneath was like super white, like Trump hairline white. <laughs> Trump hands white. <laughs> or like like underneath his eyes. Uh, Boy. Uh, we also have a correction. Well, uh, before we move on, if you ever tried to um, like clean a wall, like clean something off of a painted wall mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and you clean mm-hmm. it too hard and the paint comes off. Yeah, that's no good. It sucks. Because then you have to suck. repaint that shit anyway. And, the only and then it was a match. Right. And, and the, yeah, the only reason you were trying to clean it is because you you knew the paint wouldn't match if you tried to yeah. paint over it. <laughs> it's like a catch-22. It is, yeah. Oh, man. And these people go in and they're just like, oh, no, no, if you'd use the right chemicals. And they're just going in with like a little – it looks like the raggediest fucking little paintbrush, too. It's like <laughs> 30 years old and it has like uh-huh. millions of years of gunk on it. And they're just like beep, 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 beep. And it's perfect. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry I interrupted. Uh, we have a correction. In episode 119, In Memoriam, I made a comment about how terrible Hubba Bubba is. I made a mistake. I was thinking Double Bubble, not Hubba Bubba. Hubba Bubba is good. Uh, though also Bazooka Joe, complete shit. Right. So hu- what is Hubba Bubba then? So Hubba Bubba is the stuff you can buy at the grocery store. Like they have like the watermelon flavor. Oh, and, and that's the, actual gum. Yeah, good, like nice soft bubble gum. Double Bubble is the wrapped blue, yellow, pink like barrel shaped bubble gum. That's as hard uh, as, you know, Trump supporters at one of his rallies. <laughs> uh, and then Bazooka Joe is also the hard square uh, or rectangular gum that comes with a little comic with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, that's a, that's a little cool thing. A little comic with a little piece of gum. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was fun. When I was young. Yeah. Do you, do you remember yeah, when, Go ahead. I was going to say, did, did you ever uh, collect baseball cards? Yeah, I did. And they had the gum in, in the baseball card. That gum was delicious. <laughs> I think it was the same gum, but it was soft. It was. But I well, think... that gum was older. So just, <laughs> right. Was I think everyone who gives out Bazooka Joe or Double Bubble, it's from like four years ago anyway. <laughs> yeah. What is a fresh Double Bubble like? I'll bet it's delicious. I'll bet it still loses its flavor after like oh, yeah. you know, a minute and a yeah. half. But it's It's got the Fruit Stripes gum kind of flavor lasting profile <laughs> like three chews and it's gone right do you remember back in the day they used to sell um <laughs> these little package it was the big chew gum oh yeah yeah it was a, like a shredded like to simulate tobacco, tobacco. Yeah, yeah yeah it had the the cartoon picture of the baseball player on the front yeah that was good gum old, too like you know big old wad of chew in there they're and that, that was great, too, because, like, you know, mom would be like, only one piece of gum, damn it, you'll choke to death and die. <laughs> and you're like, ah, and you're like you, all right. Oh. It'd, like, get everywhere and stuff. Oh, man. What was the, was it bubble tape? Was that the one? Bubble tape. Yeah, yeah. The, it was like, you know, just kept pulling it out. Six feet of bubble gum. For you, not them. Not them. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of robots. <laughs> For for you humans, not them, the robots. That's what yes. that meant. That's we're very anti-robot around here. Well, I, I would like to go on record uh, digitally as saying I am pro-robot. 
whatever they like to do, I'm for it. <laughs> Although my robot vacuum, I don't know. It, does it just fuck off? It leaves clumps on the floor. It leaves clumps of fur on the floor. Like, what oh. What are you doing, bro? It's just not hardworking enough. <laughs> so when we first got that, it's an, it's an Ecovax brand. Mm-hmm. And it's a, um, like it's a Chinese brand or whatever. <laughs> it, it always seemed to go to the wrong place. <laughs> like, wherever you didn't want it to go, it immediately went there, right? Yeah. Um, and so, like, it used to chase the dogs around, it seemed like. It used to... Um, like just get caught under the like a, yeah. a specific chair. At, the biggest problem was that you'd vacuum up, and then thirty minutes later you'd want to vacuum again. It's true, because of the. I get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I used to joke that it was controlled. Like it wasn't actually like a robot software thing. There was cameras in it, and it was controlled by like a little Chinese child. <laughs> Every time like, we turned it on, right? They have a little thing, and they were just like trying to play, you know, because they're children. But then you just like vacuum my floor, son of a bitch. <laughs> nice. Yeah. On to the story. <laughs> hey, who's drunk at three in the afternoon? Uh, you. <laughs> uh, I have two thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that answers the question. Because I also have two thumbs, but I think it means something different than what you, you are going with there. Uh, because I am not drunk at three in the afternoon. I meant to say, who has two thumbs and is drunk in the afternoon? This guy. <laughs> I, you know, I think we, I think I and our listeners knew where you were going. <laughs> but I think it also it, it demonstrated that uh, you are the, the drunk one at the moment. Perhaps I am. All right. You could use a robot to help you drink. Ooh. And to help you have two thumbs. Oh, what if I lost a thumb? I could use a robot thumb. You could. These robots can do everything. They can. Well, Craig Hershoff has but, invented a but, robot. But can they see uh... <laughs> why kids love the flavor <laughs> of uh, cinnamon toast crunch? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. <laughs> what I'm sad is that I saw you going there, but you were like pulling a Biden there and just couldn't get there. I couldn't get there. I, can, just, can like, they... Your words were going all over the place. Can they see uh, where, where the... Uh, c- cinnamon, Kamala, help me out. <laughs> cinnamon coast trunch. <laughs> anyway, uh, Craig Hershoff has invented a robot that he hopes will help people with dexterity issues insert and remove their contact lenses. There are two pla- three, two places on my body <laughs> that I don't <laughs> want a robot inserting things. Is it your left eye and your right eye? Uh, make that four places. So Hershoff was diagnosed with... Um, what are the other two places? I don't want... <laughs> Is it your B-hole and your P-hole? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Hershoff was diagnosed with fucks Fuchs? We'll call it fucks dystopia. Fucks dystopia. Nope, dystrophy. That's what Biden would say. <laughs> fucks dystrophy. In well, you know, I say fuck, fuck dystopia also. <laughs> yeah, same. I've said it before. Like, how many, like, pictures, like, oh, this is like a dystopian blah, blah, blah. Like, no, this is the dystopia. We're in it. Anyway, uh, he was diagnosed with this dystrophy in 2000, almost lost his sight. He received three, <laughs> three, I'm sorry, three corneal transplants. I read that as cornmeal transplants. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would, so as I was watching, you started giggling. I was like, all right, how can I make a corn joke? Because I think that's where we're going. I was all ears, but uh, I couldn't find mm. a kernel of humor in any of it. Oh, Jesus. All right. I'm going to start over. Hershoff was diagnosed with Fuchs dystrophy in 2000 and almost lost his sight. He received three corneal transplants in 10 years, then discovered a special type of contact lens called scleral lenses helped him enormously. Thank you, dog. (laughs) Well, she's a big fan of scleral lenses. (laughs) She has some herself. Oh, good. She's, She's the owner and founder of... Dog Skiro lenses. Uh, fuck, I messed it up. <laughs> I was gonna make a hair club for men joke, but uh, oh, okay. She's not only the president; she's also the founder. Yes, <laughs> or no, wait, not only. Forget it. After his wife passed away, Hershoff suffered anxiety, which oh, caused no. his hands to shake while inserting and removing his contact lenses, making him consider his future. You know, there are some people. That cannot wear contact lenses because they can't put them in and out. They have to wear glasses because of that. And I mean, I have no desire to ever touch my eye, so I will always only wear glasses. Right. Have you ever done like you? So you've never done like a contact lens? Nope. No, thank you. Anything? No, thank you. I did it. So I have astigmatism a in my eyeballs, which means they're football shaped instead of the normal whatever it is. And um, so my contact lenses have to be weighted so that they're always like the. You know, the certain side is always down, which makes them thicker on one on the bottom than they are on the top, which is horrible. I mean, it, but it does help calm your eyes down, just like a weighted blanket. <laughs> Only 20 pounds of pressure. <laughs> Anything less, and my eyeballs don't. They, they're, they're just too wily, they're too anxious. But uh, what happened? Wait, a, sorry, wait, but wait, sorry. sorry. <laughs> sorry. So but wait, uh, there's more. The, well, wait, there's more. So at the doctor's appointment, at the, the contact lens appointment, they make you put the contact lenses in and take mm-hmm. them out. And you're not allowed to, to like take the contacts with you. Unless you know how. Unless you do it. You have to do it like twice, I think, uh, by yourself. It's, it's horrible. like parallel parking. Yeah, exactly. You have to prove that you can do it at least once before we trust you with a, right. a car. Or and a it's horrible. And wearing the contact lenses is horrible, so I'll just be blind. It's fine. Glasses glasses work perfectly well. We've been using them for thousands of years. What happens in a few years if I actually have a trimmer? I can't get these lenses in. It need to. Uh, I need them to see, and I don't have anyone to help put them in for me, Hershoff said. Because his wife's dead. Yes. My, my <laughs> suggestion is get another wife. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, we just need like a, an app, like. Old wives for Tinder kind of app. Like right. You just swipe left to find some other old widow slash widower so that you can, you know, bicker with them. And also they can check you for like weird. Uh, fuck, what are they called? Boils? Oh, moles. I was going to say moles. Moles. Irregular yeah. moles. Irregular moles and help you put your contact lenses in. <laughs> you know, this joke would have been funny if I actually could have fucking talked, but... I know! Go. Oh, gosh. We're such Bidens tonight, or today. <laughs> so, um, the you mentioned that glasses were have been around for a thousand years, and apparently, according to Star Trek Discovery, will be around for a thousand more years. But only with, because uh, with they're with a fashion statement. Oh, yeah, the one guy. There yeah, you go. Guy, there you go. Yeah. Uh, thus, the... Sliera Lens Robot was born. Sliera is an acronym for Contact Lens Insertion and Removal Apparatus. Sounds like um, 
Cialis to me. Cliara? <laughs> yes, it will <laughs> it will put your contact lenses in and keep you hard. <laughs> While it's putting it in, it also grabs your dick and just kind of, you know, gives it a few uh just gives it a little strokes. Just a little just some strokes. Just a little how's your father. The robot uses suction cups to measure the precise amount of force needed to insert and remove the lenses. Unfortunately, uh it sucks out your eyeballs to do it. <laughs> I mean, well, it pops them back in. <laughs> oh, that's nice. It's polite. It's a polite robot. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, I prefer polite robots. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of that episode of Star Trek where uh, Data was kissing that lady. And she said, <laughs> what were you thinking about? Uh, and one of the things was how much pressure to put on her lips. So, you know, assuming he didn't like tongue punch her through her back of her throat. <laughs> right. Which if he did that, she'd be like, mm, wrong orifice, honey. <laughs> so this lady uh, okay wait this lady i've been thinking about this lately what, not, this not, day, not not this episode of star this, trek this but like, 25 year old episode of star trek <laughs> so people date people right and they try to change them mm-hmm. so people are going to change but they're yeah. not going to change in the direction that you want them to they're even change. data changed Data did change, but like Overtime. this bitch wanted to change Data immediately. She was like, oh, I'm glad I was in there somewhere. Like, you didn't think you were dating an android? Yeah. You're dating an android. That's what you get when you date an android. Right. The good news is the viruses usually aren't uh, transferable. <laughs> the robot, not Data, because Data's not a robot. He's an android. Indeed. Uh, the robot is undergoing clinical trials with hopes to have the device ready for commercial use as soon as next year, but requires approval by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. They may be a little busy right now. Yeah, yeah Although I'm sure they're not all devoted to the coronavirus thing. Well, sure I mean, appro- Trump's in charge. I'm sure there's like no one there working. That's true. Actually, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure they're still approving like milk supplements and stuff and like antibiotics for fucking cows and shit. He was like, look, all right, Food and Drug Administration, uh, I got my caterer and my drug dealer. They're in charge now. And then I'm the administration. Okay, so. Administer, right, uh, I want you to put the cocaine right in my eyes. <laughs> I mean, it's heroin. It's, it's Adderall. Heroin. Adderall? That, that's the, that's the, um, uh, the theory, I think, is that he's on Adderall. Mm. And that's you how think he'd be able to focus more then? You would think so. Um, but I was on Adderall. I couldn't focus. I'm not anymore. Well, he definitely can fuck us. Ah, good one. <laughs> good one. Uh, yes. Thought I'd give it a shot. <laughs> Speaking of shots. <laughs> Thank you. Shares of firearm sellers tumbled on Monday mm-hmm. as promising data from a COVID-19 vaccine trials and a civil unrest failed to materialize after Joe Biden's election. Oh, no, we didn't have a civil war. This coronavirus isn't going to rage out of control. Woo-hoo. Next. Or not yet. I meant to say, instead of next. <laughs> not yet. Uh, and Smith. Smith. God damn it. <laughs> Swith, you know, it's, uh, I, I, mean, I think I it's have, called Smith and Wesson. Smith and Wesson. Smith and Wesson. Brands and rival Sturm, Sturm Stuger and company. Company. Look, all all the bang bang companies, uh, they fell more than nine percent. Okay, <laughs> it's hard to get rid of the southern accent it, when doing the old is. man voice, isn't it? It just kind of goes in there, you know. All the old men are from the south. Uh, every old man is from the south. <laughs> We're out there whittling. 
We're going to bring back manufacturing jobs. And then you're going to whittle with Pappy. <laughs> what is what is the uh, the northern version of whittling with Pappy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Brunching with Papa. <laughs> uh, I think I think Papa is still you know it's a northern southern thing perhaps. Yeah. No, it's like I'm going hunting with my grandpa. Right? Is it? Is it <laughs> that's what it, it's brunching with granddad. Mm, mm-hmm. Correct. We're, we're going to uh, have some pasties with uh, my grandfather. I don't know. It, that far north is a little bit south. That's <laughs> that's true. That is Trump country up there. It's real. Smith Wesson Brands and rivals Sturm, Ruger, and Company. Ruger? Sturm, Ruger? I don't know guns. Yeah, Gosh. I don't know. Fuck, shoot me. What do you want? Uh, <laughs> fell more than 9% while Vista Outdoors, which sells ammunition and range of sporting goods, fell by 12% on the stock market. Mm. So do I remember correctly that Walmart stopped selling guns yes. and ammo? Do they still yes. not sell guns and ammo or am I am I just completely wrong? I don't know. I thought there was something for a while, but you never know with these things. You know, they do the headlines so they can get the, oh, we stopped selling those. And then they quietly bring them back in. And by that time, no one's paying attention anymore. Right. So uh, Smith & Wesson, Sturm Ruger & Co. and uh, Vista Outdoor, these are all manufacturers or manufacturers, as Biden manufacturers. would say. Manufacturers. <laughs> um, so who's, who sells these? I, I assume like Cabela's and outdoor yeah. stores and stuff. And, and Randy's Gun Shop. Randy's Gun Shop. Of course, you got to trust old Randy. Yeah. They sell guns and uh, hover-round chairs. <laughs> and, like, um, the toilet seat lifters. Yeah. And you American flags. Yeah. <laughs> so stale, sales of sporting every, goods. Every gun comes with an American flag. Everything. It's all made in America, of course. Wrapped in an American flag. No, I'm sorry. That's our soldiers that we send overseas uh, and they get killed. I was going to say, no, they, it's not when we send them. It's when they come back. <laughs> yeah, they come back wrapped in American flags. That's, happy Happy Veterans Day. That is bleak. All right. <laughs> Sales of sporting goods, including hunting gear, have increased this year as consumers spend more time outdoors due to the coronavirus pandemic. I don't think that's why hunting gear has been uh, more popular. I mean, you've got their, your group of people who are like, I need to be able to hunt to survive because the coronavirus and you can't get food. And blah, blah, blah. Like, I have a family member who started raising chickens and turkeys. Uh, because of the coronavirus? Yes. Or oh, they're trying to get bird flu? What? <laughs> so they got plenty of eggs, but then they bought this, like, chicken de-feathering device that, like, removes all the feathers really they actually used it on a live chicken <laughs> obviously not but i'm sure that they got their gun out and shot it in the face i have instead of like cutting its head off i have two i have several problems with raising like livestock right so uh-huh. i i couldn't kill an animal mm-hmm. like on purpose i just couldn't do it i don't know you know my my grandma used to tell, t- tell stories. They used to live on a farm in Kentucky mm-hmm. uh, of, of my great grandma walking up to the house uh, from the chicken coop uh, with a chicken in each hand, like, yeah. like hanging to her side. But like, uh, I don't know, twirling them, swinging them by their necks, right? Like breaking their necks, like do it in like a, a rotating fashion. Yeah. Just 
but not like in a like glib like swinging it around like your Fred Astaire and it's your dancing cane like like doing the deed of killing the chicken <laughs> she wasn't coming up going hello my baby hello my honey hello my ragtime gal <laughs> precisely <laughs> what do they do with leftovers back in those days to just throw them in the outhouse I assume that there were no leftovers, especially oh. when you have, especially when you have eleven kids. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. There's barely enough to eat. <laughs> yes, the leftovers were your stomach has leftover room. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure they ate plenty fine. I'd have to ask. Michigan J. I'm still swinging chickens when I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> the best was she had a, a top hat on while she did it. <laughs> kind of a kick, lifted the hat, swung the chicken. <laughs> She had to leave the cane behind, though, because there was a chicken in each hand. Well, the the, the chicken held the cane. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other reason you couldn't uh, raise livestock, Jeffrey? Oh, God. I, oh, so I couldn't kill a chicken, right? I couldn't defeather a chicken. I don't know. Well, there's apparently a machine that does that. Well, good. I don't know. I just, man. And then, like, keeping them. I don't know, feeding them and stuff. I could barely feed myself. I don't know. I'm just not a hard enough Yeah, worker. but, you know, you, you just throw some seeds on the ground they eat it. They also like ticks. So, you know, oh, that's helpful. That would be good. Yeah. You got to protect them from, like, coyotes and raccoons and shit. I don't know. Yeah, just get an electric fence. If the chickens touch it, you've got chicken fingers. <laughs> Fried chicken! If a vaccine that is 90% effective can truly bring COVID to an end, the return to work and school could subsequently bring sales in these categories back down to normalized levels. Aegis Capital analyst Rommel Dionisio. That's a very American name. The absence of civil unrest following the election may also be hurting sentiment for gun stocks. However... No. What? Oh no! Oh no, my stocks! It's it's hurting sentiment for gun stocks. It's it's hurting. It, it's not only hurting corporate America, it's also hurting corporate gun America. You know they're in a room somewhere going, "How can we get a civil war going?" <laughs> However, fears of gun control could still fuel another surge in firearms purchases. He, he, that so okay. So gun control is something I'm willing to compromise on. Like, I don't think we should have guns. But no. I, I would be willing to compromise on gun control sure. if yeah. it meant, like, ha- having health care yeah. for people. You know, I feel like health care would save more lives than guns would take, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe if we had better health care, people could just get, like, um, uh, more better treatment and free treatment for the gunshot yeah. wounds, you know? Yeah. So there's the thing. Uh, I, my position is zero guns. But I will say, all right, fine. Let's let's let you keep your guns in exchange. We make sure we have health care that will provide mental health because that will help a good portion of the not like probably the mass shooter kind of situations. But there's so many people who like suicide. Uh, you know, there there was the guy in. Well, I guess this guy didn't have a gun. He had a knife, but he got shot because he was mentally uh, having a break at the moment in Philadelphia a few weeks ago. Yeah. And if he had, you know, had proper mental health controls, maybe it would have gone differently. I read recently that police in some countries have, like, these long hooks. (laughs) (laughs) 
to do what with? To like subdue criminals oh. that are wielding what? knives what? and stuff. What? Is it like the things that dog catchers use? Like it's got the loop. Yeah, like dog catchers are like uh, the shepherd's hook, you know? And they just like yoink. They yoink them down to the ground, and then they can subdue them after they're yoinked, and they, but they do it from like a safe distance. Like, that's such a good idea. <laughs> Maybe our police should have that instead of guns. I mean, but I feel our, like I, I, I still would say there's no reason any human being needs like war-style weapons. I completely agree. Like, there's there's no practical reason for anyone to have those right right like i even though and you know handguns are a bigger problem than like assault rifles sure but i I think it just one it sends the wrong message that we we let anything go yeah yeah well but like like i said if we had better training like you have to be licensed better to own i mean if i have to have a license to drive a fucking car i don't see why owning a device used specifically for murdering things uh, shouldn't also require a license. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you you drive a car in public, and you get tickets and stuff if you don't do it right. So yeah. if you have a gun, like, you, there should be a gun inspector that comes to your home and says, oh, okay, like, randomly, yeah. and says, oh, well, this gun isn't locked up. You're going to get a ticket, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's that's the problem. There was uh, just recently another another child was shot. Yeah. Um, because of, of, like, a gun that was just willy-nilly in the house, you know? Yeah. And, and if your argument is that, you know, this is not the problem of responsible gun owners, if you're a responsible gun owner, then prove it. If you're a responsible gun owner, fine. Have your yeah. gun. And you should have to prove it, too. Yeah. Like, the, if you want me to trust you, then you need to verify that you are. I, your favorite president, Ronald Reagan, conservatives, <laughs> said trust but verify. So I will trust you to have the gun, but you need to verify that I can trust you. Love it. So that's that's my opinion. Well, I think we share the same opinion on guns. I think we just I think we just fixed gun control. I think we did. Let's move on, shall we? And now for our segment where Jason and Jeff offer helpful advice to fix your problems. I can fix it. I can fix that. We can fix it. I alone can fix it. Why do I fix everything I touch? It's the hour advice. So someone left this is not uh it has nothing to do with anything. Someone left a 27-inch HP computer monitor next really? to the dumpster. Does it work? It. I. I took it, and I. I don't want to be like my dad, and like, <laughs> I'm not like that's my a, dad. That's a big monitor. Like, if it works. So it didn't have any cables or anything with it. So I had to like buy a power cable, yeah. and buy a cable for my computer. But it. It works. And. Uh, someone just put it next to the dumpster. And so it would be very helpful right now if I were using it, but I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) You should use it. So I've been, we got at work, uh, they hired, or they bought everyone a HP monitor Mm, mm -hmm. so that we'd have two screens since we're all doing virtual and the screen is bigger so that we can see more students on our meets at a time. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Because it tiles it. Right. Uh, So I can see up to 50 students now on a screen. That's fantastic. Uh, but I really like it, and I've been thinking about. I've been wanting a two monitor setup for a while now, and I looked up the price, and it's not that expensive, and it's like, you know, HD quality, and I'm like, hey, maybe it, I'll. So that's what we had at work. We had two monitors plus our laptop, right? Mm-hmm. And ah, man, when you're when you're like 
doing reporting and stuff uh-huh. and like you uh-huh. have one software up on one screen excel up on the other screen it's beautiful yep. oh, and it's i've lacked so that since um february so having I mean, that monitor is is huge huge yeah I, i've been in love with that since i worked at Domino's back in 2010 Ooh, uh, yeah a, a decade ago i had two monitors there and i was like oh my gosh this is beautiful like and if i could have that while grading so i can have like the grade book open on one side and the assignments open on the other side oh my gosh you got it bro well i got it the biggest problem is my setup you've seen my desk it's got that that nice big hutch with all the drawers and things yeah yeah the problem is i can't fit two monitors you'd have to really i'd have to change things around yeah yeah well i'm looking no one needs a hutch just put on some shelves uh, so I can take so they're the the shelves and the the drawers they're modular so I could take them off and put them somewhere else like I've got you, I've got the shelf that goes around the entire room they would fit on that oh put it up on I that just, yeah 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 just put them up there and then I'd have room for two monitors and I think that might be what I'll do so my work at some point you said your work bought you monitors right or got uh-huh. you monitors my work will not let contractors. Have, have their monitors. monitors. Oh my god! That's um, so you should take your garbage one. <laughs> I should take what? Your garbage one in. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll trade you this one for that one. Uh, but it. Um, so team members are allowed mm-hmm. to go and get their monitors from work, or or they're they're giving them a hundred dollar credit to buy a monitor for their home. But contractors know. Also, team members can go get their office chairs. And that's my main problem is that my office chair is not comfortable enough to sit in all day. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just don't I just don't sit over there. I have um, similar issues with my office chair at work. Yeah. So it, it, it does like the the pneumatic raise and lower thing is it's clearly an old shitty chair right it doesn't hold so i'll be sitting and suddenly it'll just be like and i oh, like no. drop like two or three inches <laughs> i'm like god damn it <laughs> it's so i looked up the the model and brand of my office chair from work and it's like twelve hundred dollars you know when i was at the university of michigan they got me like a twelve hundred dollar chair and it was the worst fucking thing ever they really didn't i was like this is a shitty chair it was like mesh it's like, oh, it's supposed to like, you know, form to your body. It's like, there's zero support on this. Get this shit out of my way. I and need so, like, my work to, office we, chair. We had to get the um, the uh, ergonomics team came out to see me. Uh, and we found a good chair that I liked. And then they also looked at the fact that I didn't have an adjustable keyboard tray. And okay. it was just like a, it was just like a sure. shelf and the shelf was too high. And so they're like, oh, yep, we'll have to do this. So then they had to pay hundreds of dollars to uh, have a keyboard tray attached and it was like a whole big thing they're gonna I was say like, why didn't they did, why? so <laughs> they they had just built the building like i was the first person ever to sit at that desk because it was brand new built oh so you were the uh, guinea pig and i was like so why didn't they figure this out when they built the building like it was like four inches too high or something right because it was like counter level instead of like desk level or something i don't know what it was and i was like they should they should have just done this to begin with and then we wouldn't have had this problem. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we should I'm, help some people. I'm too drunk. Well, that's good because the first question is, Jeff, do you drink alcohol? <laughs> Hold on. Let me check. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
I sure do. I sure do. (laughs) Earlier when we paused, I was like, I'm too drunk to do this podcast. I put the drink over and I like sipped it immediately. Uh, so I apologize if I'm slurring my words. Hopefully, I don't say anything too stupid. Uh, what what is it about I, drinking I, at three thirty in the afternoon? Uh, your is, body's like, whoa, wait, what? Oh, what is this? Oh shit! Oh, we're partying today. All right. Woo! Yeah, I'm gonna be sleeping by like four thirty. Uh, <laughs> Jason, going <laughs> maybe five thirty. Jason, is it bad that I'm starting to drink alcohol before going out? As long as you're not driving. Jeff, why is beer the most popular alcoholic drink when it has very little alcohol and tastes like shit? Um, so beer is cheap and um it's an acquired taste. And I have acqu- I have acquired it over the years. And um I think you could too. Uh Jason, is morning the best time for vodka? As long as there's orange juice with it. Jeff, I'm a male and weigh 245 pounds. How many shots of, with a beverage with 15% alcohol per volume will it take for me to get drunk? Uh, five. Is this, is this an adult's math problem? <laughs> oh, yeah. If a train leaves the station going 400 shots per hour. And my fat ass is 445 pounds. Mm-hmm. Will I get drunk before we reach Amsterdam? Or before the Amtrak derails. Hey, Jason, uh, what is the average price of uh, for a glass of wine when you dine out in the before times? Uh, well, that depends how much money you got. No, but seriously, yeah. like I don't order wine at restaurants. Like, how much does a glass of wine cost? Uh, they they ask how much money is in your wallet, and then they say that much. <laughs> so I, I have this theory with like uh, dining out and like wine, where. Mm. Whatever they pay for the glass of wine, that's what, or for the bottle of wine, that's what they charge that's you for, they a charge glass. for the glass. Yes, yeah. because they could make more money off of it if more people order more, or, or if you drink the whole bottle, whatever, right? Um, but they break even if they open it just for you. I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Jeff, how do I start a moonshine making business? First of all, Go back to 1920s in uh, rural Kentucky and get yourself with steel and make yourself some moonshine. You got to have a bathtub. Got to have a bathtub. Um, Just don't go blind. Jason, uh, state with the lowest cigarette tax? Question mark. That's going to have to be uh, Texas. Jeff. So why is beer and hard liquor masculine, while wine, wine coolers, fruity cocktails, and cider feminine? So this has to do with, uh, I believe, toxic masculinity and (laughs) the problems with our society um, in referencing uh, the wrong type of alcohol with the wrong type of person. Listen, so generally, so generally beer and, and, um, Beer and like hard liquor have like higher alcohol content, right? Than mm-hmm. wine does, I think. Wait, maybe beer and wine is about the same. Um, but I think actually, like, I aren't some beers like four percent? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like a red wine is fifteen. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. I don't understand like why men drink beer and women drink wine. I don't get that. Like, just drink whatever you want. Like, drink whatever you I like. I feel it's more of an American thing. You think so? I, that's probably oh, true. Yeah. You go to Italy, you go to France, they're drinking wine. That's true. The The real reason is that beer and spirits have dicks. That's true. Just, spirits have dicks that you have to jack off. 
<laughs> in order in order to get like the alcohol yeah. from their dicks. Yeah, you, right. you got to give them a trump. Is <laughs> that little dance? <laughs> a little ghost jack and dance. I love it. Neat, 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 neat. Did I did I ask the last question? No, Jason. My dark rum and scotch turned clear being outside for a while in my camping area. Did it ferment more into Everclear or moonshine? Uh, no, your neighbors drained it and refilled it with water. Oh. Jeff, is rum that's been sitting at the bottom of the ocean for centuries still good? I mean, the rum that were on pirate ships. I would say, I would say, uh, try it. Uh, you know, so okay. So there, here's here's a here's a good question. So rum pirates, let's say 1700s, right? How did they drink rum? Just by itself? They didn't sure. have rum and coke, right? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so what do they, yeah, how do they... Can you stop at the 7-Eleven and pick me up a Coca-Cola? <laughs> how did they drink, like, hard liquor back in the before times? With Not the before times, but, like, the 1700s times. Way, way back times. Yeah. That, that would be interesting to find out. I think they just drank rum. Yeah, I assume they just drank it straight. They just maybe they just took shots or like because they didn't have ice either, so they just drank like warm rum. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, everything was warm, wasn't it? Let's see. <laughs> That's why so many people were bent on like exploring the uh, the Arctic. <laughs> it's like who wants a fucking ice? They were just looking for some ice for like a rum and coke, you know? <laughs> Can you imagine milk. Oh God! Imagine warm, warm glass of milk straight from the teat. Right from the teat, bro. Jeff, would you say drinking five bottles of wine a week is too much? I'm 21, and I have a newborn and a fiancé. I think five bottles of wine might be a little excessive. Uh, she's 21. She has a newborn and a fiancé. Might be. Uh, well. She's used to making bad choices. Uh, so that's, that's four glasses of wine a day, five days a week, but taking two days off, right? Well, unless you, like, add those two days in, and then it's, what, like, three glasses of wine? That's actually not bad. Actually, that's not bad. I don't, I don't think that's too much. Everyone's well, saying it's too much on the, on the Yahoo yes, answers, I, was gonna say, I don't think it is too much. Heart of Gold disagrees with you. <laughs> heart of Gold says, yes, that tastes too much. Wait, these people have profiles. You can click on it. Mm, block it. Block the profile. Heart Heart of Gold is an avid artist, dog lover, and cook. I try to be, I try and mostly succeed and have a positive outlook and focus on the positives in life. I do tend to get riled up about animal rights issues and abusive behavior. I, I like all the, the, the ellipses, ellipses. Oh, yeah, dot, 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 So if I've offended anyone by sticking up for those with no voices, I offer a blanket apology in advance. Don't apologize for sticking yeah. up for people yeah. with no voices. You if, don't need to apologize. Yeah, heart of gold people. with yeah, 82,472 points. I don't know what that means. 23,396 answers. Heart of gold, get a fucking hobby. So apparently <laughs> there are people that go on Yahoo Answers, and that's just the only site they go on all day, every day. Maybe apparently, I should. She's a level seven. Ooh, I'd like to be a level eight. Blog that. <laughs> blog that beach. Hey. No, you're not signed in. You can't block it unless you sign in. I don't have an account. That's a real shame. I should probably eat some bread.
<laughs> well, like Wonder Bread? <laughs> I don't know, some kind of bread to get the alcohol out of my system. <laughs> Maybe too late at this point. <laughs> Might be too late. Uh, speaking of um, transitions, in collaboration Slick. with... Slick. In collaboration with BMW and DesignWorks, AirSports pioneer Peter Salzman, a professional skydiver and base jumper, is designing flying suits. The base jumpers are the ones that like... Yeah, with the flying squirrel kind of suits? Yeah. No, those are the ones that like jump from space, right? The base jumpers? No, no, they they jump from uh, mountains. Oh. Like Like off the top of El Capitan. Oh. What's the one that? What's the Red Bull guy that jumped from space? Uh, crazy. Okay, you're right. Salzman often employs a wingsuit to raise his glide ratio and cover a bigger distance before opening his parachute. And he has dreamed that he could go even further, faster. That would be wonderful. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, the new suit actually powers flight, allowing speeds of 186 miles per hour, per hour, or 300 kilometers per hour, according to Electric. Uh, regular wingsuits can only achieve horizontal speeds of about 62 miles per hour, or 100 kilometers per hour. That's what I always said about my horizontal speed. Like I needed <laughs> like a You're little. You're just quick to finish, huh? <laughs> yeah, I need a, a power flight, you know. <laughs> to to what to get you higher. To yeah, keep yeah. You up, to keep you up longer? No, no, to just like make me like a jackhammer. Because that's, that's a Cialis, <laughs> as, as we mentioned before. That's <laughs> true. Uh, the suit is powered by a chest-mounted rig with two carbon impellers that spin at speeds of 25,000 rotations per minute, producing thrust for up to five minutes. This is what I was saying about flying I mean, without spilling your own farts, because generally uh, jetpacks are on your back. Uh-huh. You can fart all you want. And like the the exhaust of the jetpack will propel your farts into the atmosphere, uh, so you'll be good. I, I was I was gonna make a joke about like you you probably can't thrust for five minutes. No, it's proven that I can. You can really? Oh, wow. yeah, like eight and a half, maybe eight and a half. Minutes. Eight and a half. Yeah, uh, BMW released a video where you can see Salzman perform the first test of the electric wingsuit after being dropped by a helicopter nine thousand eight hundred feet over the mountains of Austria. Mm -hmm. Joining him are two other conventional wingsuit operators. All three of them head toward the mountain peak, uh, but the other wingsuit operators are forced to fly around the peak, while Salzman, on the other hand, accelerates and clears the summit. This sounds like some Red Bull bullshit. (laughs) It gives you wings. (laughs) So, okay. So you got your wingsuit, right? So I've seen a couple stories about, like, wingsuits and people flying and stuff recently mm-hmm. i just i don't know i just can't like if i had a, i guess if i had a wingsuit it'd be easier to go to like kroger or whatever but like <laughs> i don't have a use for it let me just drive yeah yeah unless well in michigan ave there's really bad traffic that's true and you just right just over zoom over them yeah, yeah. To, to the liquor store you know yeah. well you get a good bird's eye view of everything too yeah, but I don't I don't really like birds' eyes. They're freaky. They don't have pupils. They just have the just like the beady eye, you know. You're not gonna cut into a delicious bird eye during uh, Thanksgiving? 
No, a but nice I w- big bowl of turkey eyes. But I wish there was a, a robot that could put in contacts for birds. Because I assume, <laughs> like, if humans have bad eyesight, I assume birds can have bad, bad eyesight too, right? I mean, seems likely. And that's why they fly into windows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why it takes so long when you uh, use a carrier pigeon. <laughs> They're always flying into that's shit. Why, that's why they went extinct. They just all flew into windows. <laughs> So the, the carrier pigeons went extinct, or they just they don't did. use them anymore? Yeah. No, they went extinct. Carrier pigeons. They're so, gone. So they're just regular pigeons now that don't carry things? Yeah, they never went to school for it. <laughs> they never got their master's degrees in <laughs> pigeonology. Yes. If if, if humans were pigeons, uh, carrier pigeons are the rest of the world, and Americans are regular pigeons. <laughs> so So in September... Mm. A couple out for a stroll in the eastern French Alsace region came across a tiny aluminum capsule in a field. Which, if I came across a tiny aluminum capsule in a field, uh, obviously it's just an empty Red Bull can. Yeah, you recycle it. Right. So this uh, this this capsule held a message written in barely legible German on a kind of tracing paper appearing to have the date either 1910 or 1916. Crazy. Uh-huh. Dominique Jardy, curator of the Ling Museum near where the discovery was made, described the find as super rare. And the capsule likely came to the surface over time like many remains from World War One. Right. Th- that and like, you know, unexploded bombs and mines yeah. and shit. And bodies. <laughs> Yikes. Ugh. So uh, as a historian, are you mm-hmm. upset that you live in America? Uh, no. Like, we have enough history now, right, to study? Plenty. Oh, I mean, I go to lots of history places. And actually, no, in terms of studying history, uh, there's a lot of history to be done in America as it is not as played out as Europe. Like, nobody's writing European history on, like, you know, the Crusades or anything anymore because everyone has done it. Oh, right, right. And so there's nothing really to add to the conversation Mm. uh, unless you find, like, a new way to interpret the data or, like, you find a different angle to look at it. So it's, like, way more work than studying something that doesn't have a lot of uh, historical uh, focus. Yeah. I feel like there'd be a lot more history in America if we hadn't killed all the natives, you know, when we came over. that's... Part of the problem, but the other part is that history is based on written documents, and many native cultures didn't have a written language. Right. And so when they died, their stories were lost because there was nothing to preserve them. Right. When they died, when they died from like European diseases and like war and stuff, it's like our fault. Well, mostly disease. Yeah. I mean, you can't really blame us for spreading diseases. Uh, you can. No, no, no. I mean, you can't blame the person that gave you COVID. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially if they don't know that you know they should wear a mask and what diseases are because you know it's yeah. fourteen hundred, and they don't know how diseases work. <sighs> Maybe. So, so, so the message from a Prussian infantry soldier based at Ingersheim, uh, using a carrier pigeon, detailed military maneuvers apparently during the First World War and was addressed to a superior officer. I don't. So, do you know more about like how carrier pigeons operated, like how they would get to their destination? Uh, so I feel like what it was is that you trained them, and so the pigeon was 
like train to go to a specific destination. So it's not like Harry Potter where they're they're like, oh, take this to you know Aunt Marge or whatever, and she the bird takes it right there. It's like they release the bird and it goes to like the carrier pigeon, you know, depot. <laughs> and then they take the message off and go, Oh, we have to send this to so-and-so. But if it was found by the right person, they would say, Oh, this is a carrier pigeon. Like, yeah. and if I they shot this it, to somebody. Yeah. And if they shot it, they'd be like, Oh, well, oh. Lunch. <laughs> lunch. At the time, lunch and a Ingo- message, <laughs> lunch and a message. At the time, Ingersheim, uh, now in France's grand S department, uh, was part of Germany. The message reads, Platoon Pothoff receives fire as they reach the western border of the parade ground. Platoon Pothoff takes up fire and retreats after a while. In Fetchwald, half a platoon was disabled. <laughs> platoon Pothoff retreats with heavy losses. Uh, the, t- <laughs> the tiny piece of paper and capsule will be part of the Ling Museum's permanent display. Hello, I am Dita, and this is Sprockets. Doon, 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 And now is the time in Sprockets when we send a carrier pigeon to deliver a message. Doon, doon, doon. That was a, a recording from uh, 1910. Thank you. Though that's the thing. If it was 1910, it wasn't during World War One. <laughs> that's true. And all. Uh, I don't know years, uh, because World War One started in I think nineteen fourteen. I was watching a uh, God. What the fuck was I watching? I was watching. I maybe Doctor Who or something. And mm-hmm. then they they mentioned because they were time travelers, you know, and it was the First World War, uh, mm-hmm. and they were like, um, <laughs> "Yeah, this this happened during World War One." They they said, "What? Wait, what? World War One? You said?" Oh yeah, I was watching the same thing. Meaning there are more I World think it was Wars. Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, shit. (laughs) You gave that one away. Right? (laughs) Uh, Well, speaking of small physics, Mm. a team of physicists at the university in the Netherlands have 3D printed a microscopic version of the USS Voyager, an Intrepid-class starship from Star Trek. Wonderful. We know the Voyager exists uh, in, you know, the 24th century. Yeah, but wasn't it like the Voyager J? Well, that's the twenty. That's the thirty-fourth century, I think, right? Oh yes, yeah, sorry, sorry. Spoiler sorry, alert, right? I mistake. So the miniature Voyager, which measures fifteen micrometers or point zero one five millimeters long, is part of a project researchers at Leiden University conducted to understand how shape affects the motion and interactions of micro swimmers. I have a a specific. I have input into this because in yeah. my. <laughs> You have a load of micro swimmers. <laughs> yeah. In my senior year of high school, um, I was in technology class, and we had to create like um, these CO two powered vehicles that had like one of those carbon dioxide cartridges. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Puncture the end of it, and it would, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that the Star Trek Voyager, the the USS Voyager, was like one of the most um, aerodynamic ships that you could have. And so, mm-hmm. like, I carved, like, a Voyager-shaped uh, thing out of wood with wheels, you know, mm-hmm. and put the wheels in and had, like, the little cartridge in the back. It did mm-hmm. horribly. <laughs> <laughs> so we did the same thing in eighth grade in my shop class. Oh, yeah? Uh, and uh, my design did not do well either. Oh. So. 
Was it well the Voyager or what the Enterprise? It, it, it was no, it was not. It was just kind of car shaped. Oh yeah, the the best one by the way was just like a barely a like barely holding together stick <laughs> with wheels in the front uh, and the back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, micro sm- swimmers are smart. Fuck. Micro swimmers are small particles that can move through liquid on their own by interacting with their environment through chemical reactions. The platinum floating, uh, or the platinum coating on the micro, micro swimmers, micro swimmers reacts to hydrogen per uh, peroxide uh, pollution. God damn it, Joe Biden, get it together! Per, uh, hydrogen peroxide solution they're placed in, and that propels them through the liquid. Uh, interesting. So they're all from the early two thousands, I'm assuming, since they're platinum coated. <laughs> That's true. That's so true, though. <laughs> Uh, that was a very popular hairstyle with some people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they so they've studied the um, um, the way that sperm moves, mm-hmm. and you know they don't like flap. They, they their tails go in like circles to oh, propel oh, like them, a, not in, like back like and forth. Sir Hiss from uh, the Robin Hood movie when he gets inside the balloon, he just kind of twirls his tail around. And it, That's exactly what I was right, thinking. Flies into yeah. the. Uh, the air. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Samia Uhaji, mm-hmm. one of the study's authors, said, By studying synthetic micro-swimmers, we would like to understand biological micro-swimmers. This understanding could aid in development new, developing new drug delivery de- vehicles. For example, microbots that swim autonomously and deliver drugs at the desired location in the human body. So that would be good. So I've often wondered, like, if you take an aspirin, it just goes to your whole body, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. just go to your head for the headache. It'd be nice if it could deliver aspirin directly to your brainstem, you know? And it probably could deliver heroin straight to uh, Don Jr.'s eyes. Wonderful. <laughs> Can it not deliver Lexapro to, like, any of my genital region? Uh, maybe not, but can it tell why kids like the uh, cinnamon flavor of Cinnamon Toast Crunch? <laughs> so why Voyager? Uhaji said she... she told study co-author Jonas Hucht. No, it's <laughs> Oh, without the T, yeah. He could print any shape he liked and being a Star Trek fan, picked Voyager. I I picked Voyager. But at this point, I might have picked I might have picked uh, an Old Birth class vessel. Because the Old Birth class vessel has like the boat in the bottom, you know? I hate the Old Birth Vessels. But I think like the Oberth being like a boat shape, I think you could float on liquids better. Well, they're in liquids, not on liquids. Oh, okay. So they're submerged. In that case, you, you really need a sperm. Uh, or a bird of prey. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, in their project, the physicists also printed shapes like boats, trimmers, and helices, and with each object's shape affecting their swimming behavior. So they didn't just do the Voyager. They did no, other no. things. Okay. Yeah. The study will help scientists understand how biological swimmers like sperm and bacteria and how they travel through the body and how they can be used to clean wastewater or deliver drugs. Mm-hmm. Or, I as- or genetic material, maybe. I, <laughs> I assume that as this uh, science physicist, whatever he is, uh, was watching its his Voyager swim across the whatever they injected into he started saying it's been a long time getting from here to here 
It's been a long time, but it's finally here. I will swim my way across the petri dish. I'll Keep stop. going, bro. You got it. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the song. Cause I got faith. I had this idea for Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> Where every episode, like, you know, after when they go to a commercial, it's always like, dun, 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 in the commercial. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Any, every Star Trek episode, it goes, it's been a long road getting from there to here. And like, that's like, with every commercial break is that same theme song. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Thank you. Well, what did we learn, Jeff? Uh, we learned that I, uh, I need to eat some bread. I shouldn't drink. In, well, it's almost 4.30. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. In the middle of the Atlantic. Yep. Uh, we learned that uh, some guy invented a robot to poke your eyes out. Hooray. We learned that gun stocks went down because people aren't scared. Uh, we learned that a carrier pigeon uh, didn't write the message. He just lost it. We learned that I don't remember anything about this jetpack story. <laughs> Remember they, they went over the peak? Oh yeah, over the peak, yeah. And we learned that someone made a micro Voyager, uh, which I really hope that they made a micro slug Janeway and Paris to pilot. And a Tuvok to tell, and maybe an Ensign Kim to stay an Ensign for the yeah. entire and, seven and years. A, and a Neelix to make terrible food the entire time. <laughs> and this hour has been an hour and 21 minutes. Well, there you go, Jeff. It's over. You can get some bread. Stop drinking. Mm. You're safe. Thank God. God damn it. Good night. <laughs>